Yeah. Weezy, yeah. Smoking legal. legal. I got more slaps than the Beatles. Foreign running on diesel, dog. Playing with my name, this lethal, dog. Who you see? What? Don Corleone. Trust me, at the top, it isn't lonely. Everybody acting like they know me, dog. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Hog Line Podcast. This is episode 23. We got Austin Carroll in the building. Uh, he's a returning guest. He was on episode. I have no idea. What, I'm not even gonna try to pretend what number. Long time ago. Uh, How about that? Yeah, <laughs> I remember on the episode you were on, we were trashing Amari Cooper, but that was back when he was still on the we Raiders. Were. So it must have been a long time ago. Very long time. A lot of this changed for both Amari Cooper and us. Yeah. So we got a lot to catch up on. I haven't had an episode in a few weeks, so we're gonna get right into it. We got a lot of things to talk about. Uh, we're going to be talking about the national championship, which was a few days ago, Monday. Um, we're going to be starting off the show with that. And then we're going to be talking about Kyler Murray because uh, he declared for the NFL draft yesterday. So we're going to be talking about what that potentially means and our takes on that. Uh, then we'll be talking about Antonio Brown. It's kind of oldish news, but I mean, it's not really old news because there's always new news every single day with him. So. Not it's really. Re- it's a reoccurring subject. Yeah, and it, it'll be keep. It, he'll be in the news for a while oh, until yeah. this is resolved, which will not. It'll be several months from now. So we're gonna be talking about Antonio, and then we'll be talking about the games this weekend, the NFL playoffs, and see how that goes. Yeah, might be a little rusty, but we're gonna gonna do it. Gonna give it a go. Let's get into it. All right. So first and foremost, the national championship. It was this past Monday between the Clemson Tigers and the Alabama Crimson Tide. And it went the complete opposite that everyone expected it to, I think, honestly. I mean, I didn't I didn't think there was any chance Clemson would really win, and I was wrong. Mm. I didn't expect them to win. Well, if they were to win it in any way, it'd be on the last-second field goal or touchdown or maybe in overtime. But, yeah, no one expected this just blowout domination by Clemson. Um I mean, personally, I'm not an Alabama fan, so I'm glad it happened. But uh, we saw a lot of talent here, definitely from first the Clemson quarterback, tra- uh, sorry, Trevor Lawrence, and running back Travis Etienne definitely showed up. Last episode, uh, none of us knew how to pronounce Etienne, but I, I I learned in the two weeks that we didn't have an episode. I was, Etienne, Etienne, yeah. Yeah, I, didn't, I had no idea how to pronounce it, but I learned. It's Etienne. And he he played really well. He had uh, three touchdowns, uh, about 90 all-purpose yards. And he is a sophomore, so he will not be in this year's NFL draft. He'll be in the the next year's NFL draft. So it doesn't matter for Austin because I have his dynasty first-round pick. <laughs> um, but, yeah, there's a lot of good running backs coming out in the next year's draft, and ETN is one of them. But, yeah, he played really well in the championship, having three touchdowns. And Lawrence played well, obviously. And everyone, I feel like, unless you lived under a rock, you know all about Trevor Lawrence. He's probably going to be the number one overall pick in the 2021 NFL draft. So, But we'll be watching him in college for the next two years, and he played really well in the championship. Yeah, a lot to see, a lot, um, I don't know, a lot in store for him, for him and Clemson. I could see him winning another championship with them. If yeah. they have the right pieces to go along with it, obviously. But well, um, I was yeah. I mean, I, that's what I was going to get into next about 
what Clemson's going to look like for the next uh, two years while he's there. And they're not losing not many. They're not losing many pieces on the offensive side of the ball. I we just said ETN will still be there next year. Um, and then they had that freshman who, if you watch the championship, he had that insane one-handed catch and had a bunch of catches, Justin Ross. Um, I don't think we ever looked up if he's related to John Ross or not, but I don't know if you want to look that up. But uh, anyway, Justin Ross, he went for six catches, 153 yards, and a touchdown in the championship game. Had that really good one-handed catch, and he he's also a freshman, so he'll be there as long as Lawrence will be there. So... He's not. He's not. I don't know. I just assumed because they were fast, they had the same last name, and their first name began with J. I thought maybe they related, but and they're both wide receivers. But yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, they're Etienne's a sophomore. Lawrence is a freshman. Ross is a sophomore, and they have another wide receiver named T. Higgins, who's also probably their second best receiver. He's a sophomore, so they're all they're all underclassmen, and they'll be there for one to two years. So they're not really losing that much talent on the off- offensive side of the ball. But their defense, um, I mean, all their, I mean, they have a really insane defensive line, and they're all going to get drafted this year. So I don't know what it'll look like on the defensive side of the ball, but I'm sure they'll, I mean, they're Clemson. They're going to get a lot of recruits. Yeah, they're going to so get great repeat. Yeah, great They're going to replace the talent that they're losing in the NFL draft. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's, uh, that's Clemson. We'll move on to Alabama, how, what their outlook is. Um, I don't know. That's just really disappointing if you're an Alabama fan, which like 99% of the country is not. So, But it was, it, they looked really bad on Monday night, and um, I don't know. Some things just can't be explained. I don't, I don't know what what didn't work on Monday that was been working all year, but I don't know. I mean, they, they just have so many offensive weapons, and I don't understand how they just couldn't get it going. And Tua did not play his best game. He had those two, uh, I, th- I, I believe – both of his interceptions were in the first half, so that kind of mm-hmm. put them in a they hole. They were really bad picks, too. Yeah, yeah. the first one was on that the first score of the game when Clemson had the pick six. It was like he kind of threw it behind him and mm-hmm. kind of like a miscommunication, so I don't really don't know what was going on there. And then Tua the, didn't play well, but yeah, go yeah, ahead. The second one was just a huge overthrow, and if you looked at <laughs> the camera angle, the way they set it up, it looks like the pass was going straight to the Clemson uh, whatever uh, – Cornerback safety, whatever. Uh, it was it was pretty bad on uh, to his behalf, but, but yeah. Um, in terms of next year, um, I feel like he can definitely bounce back. Or oh yeah, yeah. I'm not worried. I'm, there's a lot of people that hate on Tua, like say he's not that good and he's overrated. But I'm not one of those people. I've all, I've believed in him since. I mean, all of this year, I've kind of been singing his praises. And uh, I don't know. I think he's gonna be fine. And I think he'll have a similar season this year that they did. Uh, I excuse me. I think he'll have a similar season next year that he did this year. Is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Um, Isn't his brother recruited to? Uh, yeah, Alabama? his brother has a very similar name that he does. It's like Tuvaloa, Tuvaloa, Tugavaloa, <laughs> or something. Yeah. And he's a freshman, and he's gonna. Make, what if like they're in the national their national championship next year, and Tua like gets hurt or sucks, and then his brother like comes in for him. I could easily see so, that narrative. <laughs> that would be so funny. That, that would be Cause hers is gonna, classic they said, Alabama. They said Hurst is going to transfer, actually. I mean, they yeah, said, they said yeah. that last year, but I think he actually, he's actually going to do it this year. Right. So we'll see how that goes. Right. Side note, Jack sent me something today. You know Brent, Brandon, Wimbush, Brandon Wimbush, the Notre Dame quarterback? Yeah, Notre Dame. 
they, apparently he's going to Penn State. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, I don't I mean, know. That's that's weird. I mean, it's not a fun time for uh, Rutgers fans like me. Wimbush uh, can't Wimbush, throw the ball at all. He's, I, I'd, I'd I gladly, mean, he, yeah, have fun with him overthrowing a seven-yard out route, Penn State fans. All right. Uh, yeah. But anyway, back to Alabama. Uh, one other thing I, I wrote down is, um, I mean, Alabama uses like four different running backs in the game, at least they did this year. Uh, Damien Harris, Josh Jacobs, Najee Harris, and then they sprinkle in a few other guys as well. Um, but I really think I've been – I don't know. I haven't really said it on the podcast, I don't think. But I've kind of said it to a few of my friends um, in conversations about this guy. But I really like Najee Harris. Um, he was really good last year. And he's really good when he gave him the ball. His stats this year were he had 117 carries uh, for 783 yards, which is 6.7 a carry. Um, I mean, that's really, really good. Um, really good. I, I, every time I've seen him play, I've never seen him run for less than five yards. So he, this guy is uh, very efficient. And Damian Harris and Josh Jacobs are going to be leaving next year. They're going to go to the NFL draft. They'll probably be within the first two or three rounds. They'll get drafted. So unless they have someone else coming in that I don't know about, it looks like it'll be Najee Harris. Like he'll get the full workload. And I think he can have a similar year to like, I'm not going to predict like he was going to do what Derrick Henry did because Derrick Henry had like 30 touchdowns and like 1,900 yards or whatever, his Heisman winning season. But I could see a similar season to where, like, I, I can see, I can compare them because they're similar sizes. Najee Harris is a bigger back. He's 6'2. I don't know how much he weighs, but he's a bigger guy. 230. Similar to uh, Derrick Henry. Uh, so I could see them having similar seasons. So and I'm, I don't, it's hard to win the Heisman if you're a running back. So I don't want to go bold and say he's going to win or anything. But I think he's going to have a really good year if he gets the full workload, which it looks like he could be because the other two guys are leaving. Mm-hmm. A classic uh, Alabama running back. Yeah. Definitely. yeah. Big boy. Love Najee. <laughs> so, yeah, and they're, I don't th- they're, maybe they're losing one receiver, but they've got so many receivers as well that, I mean, Alabama's – that's the problem with college football. We keep saying this, like, they're going to keep, like, getting all these guys. When is Alabama ever going to be bad? They're never going to be bad. They're they're always going to find a way. No, they're always going to find a way to pull in as many cre- recruits as they can, um, at least in in-state, you know, no joke. Yeah, no. I, it's just hard to envision them ever declining. No, because, I, I mean, especially because we... When Saban leaves, maybe, but, like... Maybe. I don't know. Even then, like they're gonna have a reputation for just being the class of college football. Like they're never. I don't know. You exactly. Know what I mean, it's hard to envision them ever not getting top recruits every because year. they've dominated. You know, the past decade. You yeah. know, we've grown up this way. <laughs> so, which is Alabama being good. Yeah. With both of these quarterbacks and the majority of weapons staying at both of these schools, we could uh, see a part five next year. <laughs> part five. Uh, who knows? I I just hope, you know, something. Uh, we find something new in the college football season next year. Um, you know, obviously these two teams are still going to be, you know, pretty dominant both in their conferences and, you know, all across the uh, league. But um, I don't know. It's just kind of getting bland. It's just the same thing over and over again, Alabama. And hopefully, you know, some team will step up and, um, yeah, actually – possibly defeat them. I don't know. Maybe one of these years it'll happen. So It'll definitely happen. We'll see how it goes. Um, yeah, we're going to transition to Kyler Murray. 
I stay kind of on college football. Uh, Kyler Murray, obviously everyone knows who he is. He's the Heisman winner of this year. And he's in a very unique situation because he has a choice between going to the MLB or the NFL. And we're here to discuss that right now. He declared for the NFL draft, which doesn't necessarily mean he's going to go to the NFL. It just kind of gives him that option. Um, the, the official decision will probably come down in about a month or so when he has to either decide to report for the, you know, the beginning of spring training in baseball or uh, attend the scouting combine. So that's about a month, a month and a half away, and we'll see about that. Um, I have two questions written down. What should he do and what will he do? What are your answers to those questions? What should he do? What should he do and what will he do? Um, I don't know. I feel like he could have a good place in the NFL. I mean, um, I don't know. We like the NFL likes their quarterbacks. Yeah, I know. I mean, he's gonna be like. It doesn't matter what he do. He's always gonna be talked about no matter what he does because he's a very popular figure now. But mm-hmm. um, I don't know what my que- my answer to what should he do. I think he should just. It's just simple. I think he should just do whatever he likes to do more. He's going to get paid no matter – people say, like, oh, like, there's more money in baseball, which there is, mm-hmm. and stuff. And, like, uh, there's less chance of an injury, obviously, in baseball. But correct. I think he just yeah. should do whatever he wants to do more. You know, it's just whatever he has more fun doing. I know that kind of sounds like a cliche, dumb answer, but that's what he should do, I think, in my opinion. Yeah, it's definitely what he should do. You know, coming off a pretty good season, winning the Heisman, and then uh, – ultimately losing in the college football playoff. But, um, you know, maybe he searches for his revenge in the NFL, you know, takes that uh, takes that loss and tries to prove something that, um, you know, he's a Heisman winner to remember. Um, but we can definitely see in the NFL that, you know, just because you're a Heisman winner doesn't mean that you're going to be the next superstar. Um I don't know. You still have to adapt to uh, the differences in the league, definitely. Um, but uh, I still feel like he could be a good place in the NFL. Yeah. Um, what? And the story, I don't know, the story, um, at least going around today, was like, hey, the Arizona Cardinals have the first overall pick in this next upcoming draft. And they also just hired a new coach, uh, Cliff Kingsbury. Good looking guy. Good looking guy. Oh yeah, he's he's good looking. He's a good guy. Um, but um, Kingsbury uh, has been known to really like Kyler. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, I think that kind of got like blown out of proportion. The rumor that they were gonna like trade uh, Rosen and take Murray with the first overall pick, because Kingsbury said that in October. Like he said that you know before he even he didn't know he was gonna get the Cardinals job or whatever. So. And I think people kind of just like that came out that he said that and they ran with it they took, or whatever. Yeah, they but, took the story way out of proportion. Yes. Yeah. I, I think a Cardinals um, owner said like that he denied that it's not true at all. Like that was like they're not right. trading. No, Rosen. that's like, that was, was not part of their plans. No, that's a story way, way too good to be true for, um, I'd say for Kyler <laughs> to be the first overall picked. And um, yeah, de- definitely. They'd be, um, I don't know, for the Cardinals, they'd be not wasting so much draft capital because they'd 
I'd, I'd say get a good trade for Josh Rosen, um, perhaps like to the Giants or something. <laughs> well, no, that's <laughs> That'd be kinda, crazy, but... <laughs> that's kind of what I'm, I'm going to transition to here um, in a second. But before I do that, I'm going to answer what will he do? I don't really know. It's kind of a tough question to answer because you don't know what's going on inside of his head. All, all season I've been saying baseball, baseball, baseball. I think he's doing baseball. But Jack has been saying, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. And I'm kind of like having a disagreement with him in that regard. But I'm kind of start. I'm kind of in between now. I really have no idea. Um, maybe he just kind of fell more in love with football as the season went on and just didn't doesn't want to give it up. I don't know. I really have no idea. What if he did two sports? I would lose my mind. Like that'd be so cool. I like, he did be, both. Like that. That would be pretty cool to see. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be nuts. <laughs> also unlikely, but yeah, um, no, there's no way. Yeah, to have that. Um, I don't know stamina to do both. <laughs> Um, but what he's... if like he was he was like a quarterback on the East Coast and then he has to like go to Oakland like he has to he has to, he has to go all the way across <laughs> oh, the God, country. We got to plan this out geographically. Oh gosh, <laughs> yeah, only a West Coast team can draft him. Um, no, but that's kind of what you were saying about the Giants. I think he kind of be. What if Kyler was the Giants quarterback? How would you like that as a Giants fan? Well, as a Giants fan, and um, you know, every Giants fan has their own opinion on Eli Manning because you know how can you not it's uh it's been a popular topic even last year it's been McAdoo and him uh benching Eli for Geno Smith uh nice (laughs) yeah um never again I'm glad Eli started this whole year um even with the addition of Kyle Lauletta and um Davis Webb right I think Uh, they were there two years not Lauletta but Davis Davis Webb Webb was there there last year yes Um, but I, I know for a fact that the Giants GM doesn't see a place or a future for, uh, Eli Manning. Um, we've got inside sources. We got inside sources. We do. Uh, uh, yeah. Dave Gettleman said he's, um, I don't know. He's, he's got to figure out another plan, uh, for the quarterback position and, uh, you know, maybe he has to do it somewhat quickly because, uh, you know, you have the additions of Saquon Barkley and Odell. Uh, and you need... Got to win now on their... Win entering definitely their win now. Definitely win now on their prime. And um, I don't necessarily know if it's the right move to draft a quarterback, you know, first. It would have to be in the first round. Yeah. Well, yeah, I... Have to be in the first round. My if you're gonna of, go for one, yeah. No, my opinion of this, I am not thrilled with any of the quarterbacks in this draft, besides Kyler Murray. I wouldn't get um, Haskins or Drew Locke or whatever or Daniel Jones, that Duke guy. I would. I'm not really kind of. I'm kind of underwhelmed by these guys, but I really like Kyler Murray, so I would. I would be really, really happy with him, but I wouldn't go after any of these other guys. So. I think if Kyler was the Giants quarterback, I'd be really happy if I were you. But if not, I'd be very content waiting until next year because next year you'll have Justin Herbert, you'll have Jake Fromm from Georgia, you'll have Tua. So you, I think next year's quarterback class is definitely stronger than this year. So I'd be more content with waiting um, in that sense. But I'd get uh, Kyler if I could. And it kind of works out that way because uh, if you look at the teams ahead of the Giants, Giants have the sixth pick, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think um, so, yeah. 
and the Cardinals are one. They have Rosen, and they said they're keeping him. Mm-hmm. Then the 49ers have Jimmy Garoppolo, their second. Raiders are third. I believe they have Carr. And then the um, – who's five? The Bucks are in front of the Giants, I think, and someone else. The Jets, right? I think the Jets are before that. But anyway, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, all the teams have quarterback settled. So the Giants are kind of the team that – kind of the first team in the draft that – you know, kind of need one. Maybe the Bucks you can make an argument with, but I think they came out and said they're sticking with Winston for next year at least. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. And I, I was thinking about this at work because I think Kyler is a good fit for the Giants because he's kind of an improviser. And I know, you know, the Giants' offensive line got better than two years ago, but it's still not, like, you know, the best offensive line. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely, de- yeah, definitely an improvement. Took a step in the right direction, but not sure. all the way there. So, I think Kyler could go to that and – because he's so good at scrambling and extending plays, I think he could work there because, you know, I mean, he may have to if he goes there. They don't have the best offensive line. Mm-hmm. So I think that'd be great. I think their offense would be the most electric in the NFL. If you have Saquon Barkley, Odell Beckham, Sterling Shepard, Evan Ingram, and Kyler mm-hmm. Murray, I don't know. Yeah. I, I'd be very, 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 very happy with that if I were you. <laughs> as good as that sounds, um, yeah, we definitely have to land someone right for the job, not just anyone. Yeah, but if um, we get Dwayne Haskins, Drew Locke, or yeah, I was seeing any these, of them. I, I was don't, see- don't, no, don't bother with them. Don't I was bother seeing them. these pictures on you know Instagram of just like a Giants uniform photoshopped on Dwayne Haskins, and I'm like, that's so weird to see. No, I'm not sure if I want that, and I I probably wouldn't um, unless he just I don't know breaks out in the combine or. I don't, I don't think so. But yeah. um, I think it's Kyler or wait till twenty twenty. If in my opinion, I think that's a pretty good narrative. Yeah, yeah. that's a good. Yeah. All right. So that's enough about Kyler Murray. We'll see what he does. That'll, um, well, now in about a month or so, like I said before. So, gonna be an interesting situation to monitor. All right, we're gonna move on to something that is, you know, near and dear to my heart, and that's uh, Antonio Brown. This is. Uh, a lot has happened in the past two weeks since we've had an episode. The whole thing where he didn't play in week 17, that all happened. And will he be traded? Will he not be traded? That has been been brought up a bunch of times, and people have a million different opinions on it. And we're going to give you our opinions on it. Um, you can go first, I guess. Oh, you can go first. I can go first. I will let the Steelers fan go first. Okay. Well, I mean, <laughs> I'm just going to bring up today the most recent news is that Art Rooney, our owner – uh, not the Art Rooney that built the Steelers up, the his son, because uh, <laughs> Art Rooney's dead. But this is Art <laughs> Rooney II, his son, said it'd be hard to envision Antonio at camp this July. And that uh, that doesn't really, you know, send good sentiment out uh, that he'll be back. Um, but, I mean, who knows, honestly, at this point. Uh, my stance on the whole thing, I've said this the whole time, I really want him. I, I, I don't hate Antonio Brown at all. I, I love him. He's still one of my favorite players. And I want him to be on the Steelers this year. But at the same time, with that being said, I am too much of a prideful fan. And I know, I think, and I know that we'll be okay, even if we don't have him. I don't know. People are going to look at that and say, like, oh, you're losing the best wide receiver in the NFL, blah, blah, blah. But I know we'll be okay. The Steelers, not to this extent, 
But this has happened in the past with the Steelers. We've had an older, very, very, very good receiver, and we weren't afraid to let him go. Uh, in in light of the younger, up and coming receivers, this happened uh, with Santonio Holmes, a Super Bowl MVP, and he was causing some trouble. We let him go. We had um, Mike Wallace in the in the wings. Mike Wallace comes along. We let he's you know not happy with the contract, whatever, not afraid to let him walk because we have Antonio Brown coming up. Antonio Brown's causing trouble. We have a top 10 receiver waiting in the wings and Juju Smith-Schuster. So I, I don't, it seems scary now to let Antonio Brown go. And I, like I said before, Mike Wallace, Antonio Holmes, they never were the best receiver in the NFL, right? Antonio Brown is the best receiver in the NFL. So it's not exactly the same situation, but it somewhat is, um, you know, it, if we didn't have Juju Smith-Schuster, it'd be a lot different, obviously. Uh, but I don't know. But with that all being said, I want Antonio to be here. I want him to be a Steeler for life, and I don't want him to go. And I think we should do whatever we have to do to work things out. I think if Tomlin and Ben and him have to sit in a room for a whole entire day or two or three or however long it takes to work the things out, you got to do what you got to do. So, um, yeah, that's kind of my general stance on the situation. Mm-hmm. Just going to say if they want anything to work out with that offense, they need to go on a getaway together, you know, pitch a tent, camp outside, you know, really bond with each other because this is not working. Whatever it is with the Steelers offense that, you know, wants these players out of it. One, we see with Le'Veon Bell. And then now with Antonio. Le'Veon can get out of town. I don't care about him. Yes, that's another story we know. Uh you know, Mitchell's stance on Le'Veon Bell, but um, it's just, it's just the story that you, that you mentioned, it's being repeated over and over again. And how much, you know, how much success is it really brought you and how much success is it really going to bring you say with, you know, just Juju in your offense. And, um, you know, if Le'Veon doesn't get, doesn't come back, which he probably won't, how much success will you have with, say, Juju, James Conner, Ben, and company, I guess? Um, I'm a firm believer if you have quarterback figured out and you have your offensive line figured out, everything else will come and fall into place. And we have both of those things figured out for the time being. You know, Offensive unless... line is the top five offensive line. Ben, however long he has left – one, two years left. I mean, obviously that's going to be a concern in the next few years. But for now, we have that. Led the NFL in passing yards. No slouch. She's not declining. And we have a top three, top five offensive line. Um, Yeah, that's kind of simplifying the whole entire situation. But if you have, in a general sense, if you have those two things figured out, I think everything else can work out. They're less of a concern, as I'm trying to say. Um, mm. But well, also, yeah, another thing is that I mean, the Steelers, very, very good at the very known franchise in developing wide receiver, young wide receiver talent. Um, I mean, it seems like every single, not every single one, but like a lot of our receivers that we drafted, not even in top rounds, but like later rounds, obviously Antonio Brown, a sixth round pick. Yep. Very good at developing talent in the draft. This wide, this wide receiver class coming in 2019 is very, very deep and very good. So I wouldn't be opposed. I, I know some people would because, you know, we still have problems in our secondary and whatnot. But 
but I would not be opposed to spending a high draft pick on a wide receiver because they're very good this year. And it, it, just in case he goes, then we have very young guys. Juju's 22, whoever draft will be 20, 21. So, and James Washington too. I mean, he didn't have the best season, but there's still hope for him. So, yeah, I'm just saying if the Steelers, you know, pull that and spend a first round pick on a wide receiver, it's not, it's not going to look good for Antonio Brown. People are going to be scrambling like, oh, you know, is this, you know, it could be figured out by then though. It could be figured out, not figured out, but like either figured out or he could be gone by then. Like think something could be worked out where he, whether he'd be gone or not by then. Right. But I don't know. Maybe not. Yeah. Say that new guy comes into the, uh, comes into camp, looks really good, you know, really blended with the guys. Then the first couple weeks of the season, you know, they're Steelers winning a couple games, really good passing game as well. And, um, you know, they're looking at the team and they're like, hey, let's are you let's in this situation? This. Are you assuming that Antonio is still on the team by the start Antonio of the season? Antonio is still on the team. Start on the season. On the team? Yes, the new rookies on the team. Um, yeah, and they start having early success. I could easily see him being traded then. If I if I had to guess, it's right easier now, to let him go at that point though. Right. If you have yes. two you, very young guys waiting in the wings, sure. When you already have that um, talent locked in place, but um, if I had to guess, you know, no matter who they draft uh, this, you know, this spring. Um, if I had to guess for a time to Antonio, for Antonio Brown to really go, it's early next season. Really? Yeah. yeah I mean, it very well could blend into next season. So this is not something that's going to be decided on overnight. It's going to take Definitely. a very long time. And uh, yeah. Uh, one last thing. Where do you think, if he was going to be traded, where do you think? I know everyone's saying San Francisco or whatever, but do you have any other potential spots do you think he would work well in? Work well in? Not even work well. I heard <laughs> Oakland, but I mean, honestly, Antonio, do you really think that you're going to like I, – I'm just saying this. Like why, why? – I know you can't – Antonio, it, you it, can't go anywhere and be a superstar. You need at least some – some speck of I quarterback talent. That's like what I'm can't... saying. Like I know you could have a toxic relationship with Ben or Tomlin or whoever. Mm-hmm. You re- can't. You're they're leaving a really, really good situation. You think it's gonna be better in New York with the Jets or like Adam Gase? Yeah, or like the the 49ers or like the Raiders? No, I don't know. It's gonna. Be, he still was like second in the NFL in targets. He still and was. He's. I mean, he still will be if he goes to another. I team. know, but he, definitely. I don't know, man. I. It's kind of like you're leaving a really good situation, Antonio. But anyway, I guess we'll end the thing. This segment on, um, you know, as much as I love Antonio, I just want the best for my team, and one player is. Just, I don't like one player more than my team. So if any player is just too much for the team, I can. It's time to let go if if it's if it's time. So, but I'm I'm still hopeful that they can work things out. So we'll see how it goes. And if there's anything to cheer up these uh, poor Jets fans out there, it's uh, it's getting either Le'Veon or Antonio Brown. My dream is that <laughs> Le'Veon goes to the Jets and we play the Jets in a meaningful game and we beat them. That's my that's my dream. Or we could see the Jets. We could see the Jets and Giants. We could see Le'Veon Bell. Yeah. Oh, man, that'd be great. Saquon Barkley versus Le'Veon Bell. My least favorite, my favorite running back in the NFL. There you go. Um, 
Uh, anyway, yeah, that's Antonio Brown. Enough about him for now. Um, we'll go on to our last segment of the show, talking about the divisional round games this weekend. Uh, we got the Colts visiting Kansas City. Dallas traveling to Los Angeles to take on the Rams. The Chargers going to New England uh, to take on the Patriots. And the Eagles traveling to New Orleans to take on the Saints. Uh, we'll start off with the first game, which is the Saturday game at 440 uh, between the Colts and the Chiefs. And, uh, Austin, what are your first initial thoughts on this one? First initial thoughts. We have the Kansas City Chiefs, who had a great, great breakout season with the help of their guy, Patrick Showtime Holmes. But um, they're going against the Colts, who proved that they can, uh, they can definitely produce on the road to any team. Pretty much. Colts have won 10 of their last 11 games. Absolutely. They are hot. It's not going to be an easy game for the Chiefs by any means. Um, I feel like Andrew Luck can definitely step up against the Chiefs' or defense. Um, you know, it's definitely going to be a quarterback's game. It's going to be um, – that's definitely going to be the narrative. Bet the over, folks. The yes. Bet the over. Bet the over, definitely. Uh, I don't know what it. Is. I don't care what it is. I don't know, and I don't care what it is. Bet over. Right. The Colts have a pretty good defense, but um, and they're definitely going to give Mahomes trouble. Like he's, you know, Mahomes is definitely going to have to work. You know, it's not going to be an easy ride. Um, but if I had to say, the one difference maker in this whole game, it's Marlon Mack. Yeah, he's been really, really good down the stretch. Yep, he did uh, fantastic against the Texans. Uh, 24 carries, 48, 148 yards, and a touchdown. Um, I think, I don't know where I saw this, but I think he's had over 20 carries the past like three or four games. Yeah, I think that's yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah, so they've really been giving him the workhorse. Definitely uh, relying role. on him, taking off the pressure from Andrew Luck, and um, you know if they could. If they could somehow find a way to get around J.J. Watt and their uh, yeah, you know, defensive, Clowney and Jadevian Clowney and their whole defensive line, they can definitely get away from the uh, the Chiefs' defense. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's just so funny how the Colts' offensive line was like a laughing stock in the NFL, and then now it's like the best offensive line in the NFL. It's so weird. Yeah, they turned around. Quentin Cra- Nelson. I know. It's crazy how much – I mean, obviously, it's not all Quentin Nelson. Not to take away obviously from the year not. he had, he had a very amazing year, made right. first team All Pro. But I mean, just crazy how they turned that whole thing around. Um, and did I, it at the right time when Andrew Luck came back. <laughs> I know exactly, right? I my thoughts on this game. I know. I think there's a lot of people. I just feel like there's a lot of people, like, calling them for an upset in this game, and the Colts are going to win. I feel like that's a very popular narrative in just sports media. Like a bun- I saw a bunch of analysts saying, like, oh, I think the Colts are going to win this game. I really don't think so. I think I could see the Colts, like, making it, like, not, like, like somewhat competitive, but I really, really think that the Chiefs are going to do it. I don't know why. I think they're just tired. People, like, have it in their mind that, like, the Chiefs choke in the playoffs, but this is not the same Chiefs. They have a different guy at the helm. And that's what Patrick Mahomes said. He said, I'm aware of the history of this organization, but this is that's not that time. This is a new era. That's what he said. And like, I really I believe him when he says that. I think that they're going to come out and he's just going to do what he did all year. And I think 
people are just going to be somewhat surprised. I think people are kind of like calling for this game being upset, and I don't think that's going to happen necessarily. So I'm thinking the Chiefs are going to win by double digits. Double digits. That's uh, that's not going to be hard to do. But I know. I just, I'm, I'm standing firm in that stance. You're standing firm in that? I picked them to go to the Super Bowl out of the AFC, and I'm sticking with it. So oh, I'm starting to think that I'm going to, you know, I'm going to believe in that popular in that popular. You're turning that. on your quarterback? Listen. He's your quarterback! Listen, he's my dynasty quarterback thick and through. He is the future of the Tubby Tuckaneers. But I really think that this could be the, this could be the end for the Chiefs. I can't believe what I'm hearing. I know. It's, it's crazy. It, I know it's crazy to say. But uh, the Patrick, Colts, he doesn't want you. Come to my team. <laughs> the Colts have... I mean, they, both teams have a lot to lose, you know. Uh, Andrew Luck, comeback player of the year by a long shot. Um, but, yeah. I I'll trade you back to Holmes right now. No, no, no. We're not going to. I'll it. do it right now on the show. I will do this. No, we will hold any, uh, any trade talks after. Whatever, afterwards. man. Okay. Austin's a fake fan. That's what we learned. We'll move on. Chiefs are going to win. You heard it here out of my mouth. Um, the Cowboys travel to Los Angeles, take on the Rams. Uh, I don't know. I picked the Rams in our NFL pool. Um, but I don't really have a great feeling about it now. This game worries me a little, a little bit. Um, I, I, if I still had a gun to my head, I still had to make my prediction for this game. I'm saying the Rams are still going to win, but I think it's going to be really close and I'm not, have, I don't have the, I'm not too confident in it. I think, Zeke is going to run wild. I think he's going to do his normal thing and rush for whatever, 130, 140 plus yards. Um, but I see this being a really, really close game. I think this will be, I think this could be the best game of the weekend. Yeah. I, if I had a prediction for the whole league, across the whole league, I feel like, I and mean, with the Marlon Mack prediction, I feel like most of these running backs are going to have a fantastic game. Mm-hmm. You know, Alvin Kamara. Uh, you know, Josh Adams. <laughs> um, yeah, and especially uh, Ezekiel Elliott against the Rams defense, who've uh, definitely proved that they're, you know, a presence. But, um, yeah, the Cowboys have looked uh, pretty pretty tricky uh, these past couple weeks towards the end of the season. You know, they did beat the Saints. Um, and if you can beat the Saints, I guess you can beat the Rams. <laughs> Um, I'm saying it's a possibility, but um, ultimately, I think the Rams are going to pull out the home win and move on to the NFC Championship. I hope so for my bracket's sake, and I am still alive in the NFL pool, so I need the Rams to win to do that. So I hope they do. I hope you're right. I hope I'm right, and we'll see how that goes. I don't. I don't know. I just kind of getting like thoughts of last year when they. They kind of choked to like the Falcons. I don't know. I picked the Falcons last year to beat the Rams, and I was right on that one. I don't know. I just have a similar vibe to that one. I don't really know if I can really trust the Rams at this point. Well, if they choked once, uh, they can easily choke again. But um, it's sort of a they can take this as sort of a revenge tour uh, to <laughs> to come back from that and yeah. uh, prove that they're definitely a team uh, play you know playoff caliber team. Exactly. Yeah. Um, all right, so the first game on Sunday is the Chargers traveling to Foxborough to take on the Patriots. Uh, I initially, someone said 
like on Monday, like earlier this week, that uh, there's going to be like three to five inches of snow. And I don't think that's true because I looked it up and there wasn't any snow in the forecast. So no. whoever said that there's lied not to be, me. There's not going to be snow in Foxborough, but there is Ryan a chance. Rugel. Ryan Rugel, you lied to me. No, there is a chance of snow in Kansas City, uh, actually. It's just in Kansas City. I don't think it's going to be, you know, terrible, like, you know, full out whiteout, but it's definitely going to play in a factor in that game. But uh, I feel like Fox Row is going to be generally dry. It could be um, really cold, but I don't know. Right, right. Uh, the Chargers, you know, from L.A., they're going to have to uh, beat the cold. Uh, but, yeah. Yeah. Well, my – a lot. this is also another thing. I mean, a lot of people are on the Chargers. A lot of people – think they're going to do well a lot of people think this is a team of destiny you know philip rivers giving it one last final push to, to winning a super bowl which he's never had had he never has done before um so a lot of people are on the chargers but this is when the patriots are their most dangerous when people are underestimating them and people don't think they're going to win and it's kind of scary because i think they are going to win this game and i i don't know and i think like people don't get like why don't they get that this is the patriots and they're at home in the playoffs like why do people people are just kind of like not assuming but like giving the Chargers a really good chance to win this game and i don't get it well first off i'd give every chance to the chargers that they have for you know what they've proven that they can do in this season um but it's definitely seven and one on the road this year right right but it's definitely going to be tough um it's an entirely different game in Foxborough yeah. in January yeah, and February. People are like forgetting it's Tom Brady in the playoffs at home. Bill Belichick in the playoffs at home on a bye, an extra week to prepare. The Chargers were in Baltimore on Sunday. Then they flew to Los Angeles. Now they're flying back to the East Coast. It's a lot of traveling back and forth and back and forth. And I don't know. And I don't. I don't even think if they were healthy, that would give him this chance. But Melvin Gordon's hobbled, too. He hurt his other knee. His knee was already hurt. My dog's barking upstairs. Poor guy. Poor guy. Yeah. He hurt his knee. Obviously, that MCL sprain or whatever it was, whatever, three or four weeks ago, and kept him limited, hobbled in action. And then he hurt his other knee in the wild card game against the Ravens. So that really, really – I don't really see this happening. I think people who – have money invested in the Chargers are going to be disappointed. And I think the Patriots are going to take this one. Well, you know who has money invested in the Patriots, right? TJ. Yeah, he does. Yeah, TJ put 50 down on the Patriots to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. And TJ's been a lucky boy this year. So <laughs> um, so I don't know. We'll see how that goes. I, I don't know. I People are underestimating the Patriots. And, you know, Tom Brady's still got his assortment of weapons. And, you know, the running game's strong. Sony's going to do well. James White, Burkhead's getting integrated each and every single week into the offense back from his injury midseason. And I think the Patriots are going to take it, and I think there will be a lot of people that look like fools. Mm -hmm. I feel like if the Chargers do uh, win this game, that this will be their hardest game to win. Yes, they could easily be playing the Chiefs next week and then the Saints or Rams after that. But um, yeah. definitely this this, this will be a tall the, task. This will be the game to prove themselves. And honestly, this is another thing that I, I thought about in the past couple of days. 
I want the Chargers to lose this game. I mean, I, I mean, I don't want the Patriots to win, but I don't want the Chargers to win. I don't want them to win the Super Bowl because I'm afraid that Phil Rivers will retire. And if I he retires, my dynasty team is stuck with Andy Dalton as the my quarterback next year. Golden so I want I need Phil Rivers to stay around as long as he can, and he does not need to be winning and retiring. None of that. Okay. Stay in the NFL, Philip. Even if you win, stay. I don't care if you win. Just stay in 2019 and 2020 and however long until I figure out another quarterback, okay? So, thank you, Philip. Whatever. Okay. Um, this is, you know, we're moving on to the last game here. And we're probably going to have a lot of... I, I wish I could curse on this podcast because I would have a lot of choice words to say. But unfortunately, I can't. So, I'll spare your ears here, but, oh, God. Okay, you can go first. We're talking about the Eagles game, everyone, okay? If you didn't notice. What do you have to say over there? Well, this Thank um, God Austin's not an Eagles fan. If or he, else, I, you I would, you, no, you'd have to break out those curse words. You'd yeah, have to. I, no, I, yeah. I, uh, but, uh, but on this Sunday, the Eagles will be traveling to New Orleans. Yes, they will. To face the Saints inside the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. Yes, they will. And they will get trounced. Yes, they will! They will get trounced by the New Orleans Saints, who have proved that they're the best team in the NFL throughout this whole season. They're going to get wrecked! They're going to get wrecked. I saw them first-handedly. I saw them against the Giants. I was there, too. four. And they were... Just, like they're just as hot now. They were electric. They were. They had everything clicking for them. Drew Brees is a fire quarterback. There's they can't no handle chance. it, dude. I, There's no chance. I whatever, really, really, whatever hope that Eagles fans have for this game, it's gonna get buried deep in the ground. Absolutely. Deep in the ground. Yes. It ends now. I hope you Eagles fans enjoy the last game of the season. Um, cause this is it. Um, no more football for you guys. And this is it. Um, I, I'm just speaking this into existence. It's going to happen. They're too quick, too many weapons. We saw Allen Robinson last game against you guys. I think he had 10 catches. He had over hundred yards. He had a touchdown. He ate that boy. ate. You imagine made Allen Robinson look good. Imagine what Michael Thomas is going to do to you. Imagine what Michael Thomas is going to do. He already did it. He already did it earlier in the year. He's going to do it again. He's going to make 15 catches for 250 yards and three touchdowns. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> Michael Thomas is going to go off. And the Kamara is going to go off. And when the Saints are up by 20 in the fourth quarter, Mark Ingram is going to go off. Even Trey Gold Smith, he'll catch a touchdown too. They're all going to catch a touchdown. Drew's going to run some in. Who that? Who that? <laughs> It's over. It's over, guys. Sorry. Hate the burst your, uh, burst your bubble. But I'm just trying to prepare you for what's to come. And, yeah. Anyway, with that being said, kind of switching uh, to a different narrative here. I, I firmly, firmly, firmly believe in everything I just said. The Saints will win this Sunday. But if the Eagles do win somehow. It's not going to happen. But if. If they do. I really am going to get extra, extra nervous 
Like I'm a tiny, 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 tiny bit nervous now, but I'm very confident at the same time. If they win somehow, I'm going to be very nervous because I do not think the Cowboys can beat the Eagles in the NFC Championship game because the Cowboys already beat them twice, and it's very hard to beat a team three times in one year. And I just don't think the Cowboys have have it at that point. If the Eagles and Cowboys play in the NFC Championship game, I I really think the Eagles will win that game. And even if they play the Rams, I have I have I this weird feeling about the Rams, as I said a few minutes ago. And I I really think if they play the Cowboys or the Rams, I think the key, the Eagles will go to the Super Bowl. But we don't have to talk about that because we don't have to worry about that because it won't happen. But yeah, yeah. It's definitely going to be the same story for um, the Eagles as it was for the Chargers. This is their hardest game. Um, I could easily see them, you know, moving on if they win this game um, because of the weaknesses in the rest of the NFC. And um, I don't know, just their their mindset once they get past that stage. Um, Yeah, at that point, our only hope is we won't have to worry about it. We won't have to worry about it. If they win this game. The only I hope is Mahomes. That's Ma- the only hope. Pat Mahomes, baby. Um, but yeah, I mark my words. Mark my words and Austin's words. Michael Thomas will have a lot of catches. We're, he's going to have 14 at least. 14 at least. You're the Eagles me. secondary could triple cover him, and he could still do that. There's no- do those numbers. There's nothing that they can do. Nothing. It's already decided. Yeah, it's it's already over. Sorry. Yeah. Um, might as well not even play the game. Yeah. So that's that. Uh, we'll have a lot more to say about that after the games are over next weekend, and we'll probably have an episode, you know, previewing the championship games and whatnot and all that. Should be fun. A lot of football this weekend. It's gonna be a good time. And uh, yeah, I think we'll end it here for now. Shout out to Rutgers basketball oh, uh, for yeah. beating Ohio State. Number 16, 16. Ranked Ohio State. Their first Big Ten win in the year. Many more did to it come. In, and they did it at home. Many more to come. I wasn't there, but I wish I was. Yeah. Montez <laughs> Mathis, 16 points. Joe Baker at 15 points. Um, yeah. We lit out here. The Scarlet Knights are going to the NCAA tournament. They're coming. Cinderella story. Be ready. Yeah. Everyone watch out for that come March. Yeah. It's going to be a good time. A lot of basketball coming up in the next few months. going to be a good time. So anyway, thanks for listening to this episode. Thanks for coming on, Austin. Happy to be here. Yeah. Um, be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel and subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts and whatnot. Um, you all know that. Uh, follow the show on Instagram at the Hogline Podcast. Follow me on Instagram at Mitchell Manis. And follow me uh, at Austin Carroll. That's C A R R O L L underscore. There you go. You know what to do. Show the man some love. All right. Have a good weekend, everyone. Go Saints. Still going bad on you anyway. I can feel like 80 rats in my Mary's. Me and Drizzy back to back is getting scary. If you fucking with my eyes, it's don't.